Hi, and welcome to Counter Programming with Shira and Arielle. I'm Shira. And I'm Arielle. This show exists because we're social distancing and physical distancing, and because we think that you, like us, need a break from the constant barrage of scary coronavirus news. So we're bringing you Counter Programming, an alternative to all the grim COVID-19 news. I feel like we should mention the elephant in the room that is the size of an American bulldog. If you hear any funky noises, it's because overnight I became the unwilling semi-owner of a huge white woman bulldog. Her name is Bailey. (laughs) you explain how that happened? Yes, I can. So I've been walking dogs for WAG, which is one of those services that connects owners to walkers. I love walking dogs. Every once in a while, they have the opportunity for you to babysit a dog overnight. And I went to babysit this dog overnight, but the specification said that I would not have to have her sleep at my house and I would not have to sleep at her house. But then when I was at the owner's house feeding her and walking her, the guy told me that he was in the hospital and he didn't have time to specify what he wanted to say. So he does need me to watch the dog overnight. So I did have the dog overnight last night and I haven't heard from the owner because he's in the hospital with a crazy eye infection. And I'm just hoping that he's okay. Number one. And number two, that like, I don't unwillingly become the owner of this dog. She's very sweet, but she is not, she doesn't fit my lifestyle. I'd say she walks like 10 steps and then is completely winded. And yeah, have trouble breathing. Yeah. I, you can see like her yeah. nose, her nose is so chapped because she's just like, you know, when you have a cold and you're like, you have to breathe through your mouth. So your lips get chapped. It's like that yeah. before her nose. And I feel like that's just what happens when you have been breathing uncomfortably for nine years of your life. However old she is. She's nine. I have no idea that that's the thing about this. I have no idea about some of the very essential facts of her life. But anyway, anyway, but just going to be yours. She could be mine. Well, I just wanted to give that little disclaimer for why there might be some very heavy panting in the room and some um, lapping up of water. It's, it's, uh, it's this dog. If you hear other heavy panting, it's because I just went on a run and I'm a little winded because I ran for the first time with a, a mask on my face Ooh. to try to be safer. And it, it made breathing really difficult. I'm not sure. I mean, like, I obviously want to do it if that's the suggested safety method, yeah. but I, I might just be working out inside and, and not running. <laughs> I feel that. Well, good for you for getting outside. Let's, let's welcome the people to our first episode. I love that. Well, guys, welcome to our first episode. <laughs> In the spirit of counter-programming, we're starting off our first series on countertops. I feel like we said that at the same time. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> we'll be covering marble. Oh. <laughs> today. <laughs> if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. Shira and I are both highly anxious people, and the reason we started the show is because we wanted to work on a project that might take our minds off of the whole coronavirus panic. So here we are, counter-programming. counter-programming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're getting better or worse at that. I think <laughs> maybe worse. We're going to be covering all sorts of counters, but for the next few weeks, countertops. Have an idea for a countertop that we should cover? Tweet at us. I'm at Shishi Mosque. And I'm at Ariel This and That. Before we jump into the marble of it all, how's your isolation been going, Ariel? Things are not too bad. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in our intro, but I am actually loving isolation times. I feel like 
there's endless possibilities when you're stuck in your own house. I've done so many things. I learned the dance to Footloose. Um, I cooked an avocado bread, which I didn't know existed until I had extra avocados. And then I Googled, is avocado bread a thing? It is. You what see? is avocado bread? Very good question. It's just basically bread that you add avocado to. And I even did it without an egg. I did it with peanut butter instead. Uh, it was pretty good. You cooked the avocado into the bread? Yeah. Basically what you do is, you know, you put this, the flour and all the stuff on the side. And then on in the other bowl, you do like eggs and, you know, some sort of milk. And then you put the avocado, mash it, and then you add lemon and salt and sugar. It's very weird, but it came out really good, actually. It sounds delicious. Yeah. But yeah I'm fascinated. Yeah, I wish I could send you a piece. Um, but that's, that's how I've been doing. How about you? We're pretty good here as well. Jenna, the roommate, and I are uh, trying to make things fun. Tonight, we're having a Mexican-themed party for the two of us. So we're going to get... We're going to get dressed up and wear wigs (laughs) because you know how I feel about wigs. I love them. And then we're going to, um, I found this cool recipe on the caramelized blog. She made like steak tacos, but using um, like a muffin tin to make each of the tacos. Oh, like instead of having like a taco holder. And then we're going to finish off our tequila. We bought some like, peach juice um we're thinking about blending that up we have frozen peaches too and then we're gonna sit down and watch some tiger king because we are only two episodes in and it's gonna be a night that is a great plan for your night yeah you have to make it fun we also had a productive day we hung up art which we've been saying we wanted to do for the past two and a half years that we've lived in this apartment (laughs) we've had the frames We've had the pictures in the frame sitting on our floor for a year and a half. And we've lived here for two and a half years. But today we did. This is what I'm saying. You and I, our personalities thrive in quarantine. Yeah. No, no. I'm living my best life. I actually, I think I'm happier than I was before. My only issue is that in New York, like even when I was running today, there were, I was like running in the middle of the street to avoid Uh, people. It's really hard to be outside here without like, and stay six feet apart from other people so that's my only challenge that like I'm not seeing the sun as much as I would like to yeah for fear that you're gonna just smell other people and maybe get dropleted on yeah we don't want that and the other thing I have to say that I hate is that people are dying and are sick yeah I feel like that's important (laughs) it's terrible and the uncertainty is a little hard yeah yeah totally not knowing when this is gonna end but I am trying to keep morale high in, yeah. in our home, just because I don't feel like there's another alternative. True. Yeah, well, the people are here. The Hopefully our listeners are here because they're super interested in countertops. Um, welcome all you countertop fiends. Um, let's jump into it. Yeah, counties. Counties, we decided, right? Yes, counties. That's who you are if you love us, your counties. And with your geography background, too. Yes, exactly. I love counties. I love... Um, entities of uh state divisions it's so exciting the people are here for marble the people are here for countertops let's jump into it let's talk about marble let's talk about it but since this is our first countertop episode we figured it would be a good idea to give you some background facts on countertops and how they've been used throughout society throughout u.s society all that kind of stuff shira do you want to start it off sure so ariel and i just learned that the first countertops were made of stone and wood 
And that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, easy to come by. They, in olden times, the houses, they kind of surrounded a central fire, a central fireplace in the house. And they weren't, you know, countertops as we know them today, obviously. But um, stone and wood makes sense. We're all on board. But things began to change in the early 1800s. Um, In wealthier homes, we started to see marble, fine woods, metal in like the pantry and serving area, but not in the actual cooking area. Yeah, it makes sense. So let me just get this straight. So in one room, it would be the marble and the fine woods. And that's where people would eat. Yeah, I think that's like they wanted to show off that they were rolling in the dough. Yeah, of course. Um, Well, not rolling in the dough because that was happening on the wood ones in the in the private kitchen area usually and if they were with wealthier families then it might have been with servants or unfortunately slaves or other people that were doing the hard work for them definitely yeah i found that soapstone and slate were very abundant in the northeast so they were brought into the kitchen to be used for counters i have never heard of soapstone i also don't know what soapstone is to the googs we go Oh, we've seen soapstone before, Ariel. It's like black with like a very light gray, like crackling going through it. Oh. It's very pretty. Gorgeous. All right. Gorgeous. So soapstone, um, abundant with slate in the Northeast. Super fun. Um, then they were brought into kitchens to be used for counters. Super cool. What's next? So now we're talking marble. Woo! It was initially used because pastry chefs liked rolling their dough on it. And I think granite... Well, which we'll talk about another week, came on the scene for a similar reason. I think it's like nice and smooth. So they wanted to roll the dough on it. Okay. Yeah. So pastry chefs. So marble came around when pastry chefs were like, yes, we want to, we want to have a good spot in order to, to make our beautiful pastries. So marble and granite makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I still, even though I have a granite countertop, I will never like roll something right on my countertop. I always, I, I mean, maybe I need to clean it more frequently if I think my own countertop is too dirty, but... No, I'm with you on like, that. Yeah. Use a cutting board, use a plate, put something down there. But it's true. I guess if marble and granite were originally used to roll right on, there is a reason for that. Yeah. You it's know? probably better than using like a cutting board or something that isn't a smooth surface, but I'm too nervous and I don't feel like cleaning my apartment that frequently. No, no, thank you. Um, what else? Let's go to, let's learn a little bit about metals. Okay. Metals such as stainless steel and nickel were used, um, starting, it looks like in like the early 1900s and then slowly became popular throughout the 1900s. Um, stainless steel really came about in the mid 1900s around the same time as laminate countertops. Ooh, let me say something about that. Tell me about so, it. I'm reading here through our facts that stainless steel became popular around the 1940s, which is right around the baby boom, right when World War II ended. So I'm guessing it's because it was super abundant and easy to mm-hmm. produce. And this is around the time that the, the American suburbs were coming about and they probably needed to mass manufacture kitchens. And so stainless steel became pretty easy to and do I that for. Laminate came on the scene for the same reason after World War II, because People just wanted, like, wanted their kitchens to look a certain way, and they needed them like to be quick and easy to build with all those of the suburbs coming about. It makes a lot of sense. Um, do you feel like we, we gave the people, the counties, 
some adequate background with which to get started? Oh, yeah. I feel like I know a lot more about counters now. All right. Well, let's shout out our sources. This information comes to us from oldhouseweb.com. Shout out to oldhouseweb.com. I feel like we're going to be using them a whole bunch throughout these series. Just want to make sure we, we shout them out. Whenever I hear like something like old, whatever, I can't not think of the Old Town Road song. Oh, so good. Like what an incredible song. It really is. Oh, wow. Awesome. Can you tell me more about Marble now? Yeah, I really can. I'm so excited about it. In my opinion, Marble is the most beautiful. But let me let you in on a secret. I don't think I know the difference between Marble and Granite. So maybe I will after this. (laughs) All right. From trusty, trusty Wikipedia, Marble is a metamorphic rock composed of recrystallized carbonate minerals, most commonly calcite or dolomite. In geology, the term marble refers to metamorphosed limestone, but its use in stonemasonry more broadly encompasses unmetamorphosed limestone. Marble is commonly used for sculpture and as a building material, and that's what we're really going to be focusing on. Not so much the sculpture, but the building material. You know, in our kitchens, there's a lot of marble. In a lot of different notable landmarks, we've got a lot of marble. And this, I thought, would be a fun game, Shira. Um, I'm going to that's mostly what we're going to be focusing on here is that marble, not so much the sculpture aspect of it, but the building aspect of it. Um, You know, obviously we're focusing on the countertop part of it, but I thought it'd be fun to let the people, the counties in on a little um, game that we thought of. So notable landmarks, a lot of notable landmarks are made with marble. And I thought of a game that we could play Shira. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, good. So I'm going to read a list of, remarkable landmarks, or shall we say remarkable landmarks, and you'll tell me if they're marble or not. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay, number one, the pyramids at Giza. I don't think they're made of marble. Correct. They're made of stone. Yeah, they're made of, I think, limestone, but yeah, and limestone is super porous, so it wouldn't really make sense as a countertop. You ready for the next one? That's a very good Passover one, as we're, as Passover is fast approaching. Yes, very good. Always shout out to the pyramids. Always. Okay, next one. Built. <laughs> next one. The Taj Mahal. Uh, it maybe it's not an answer. I guess I'll go with, I'll say yes for that one. Yes, it's correct. The Taj Mahal is made out of marble. Very good. Next one is the Great Wall of China. I've never been there, but I don't, I believe it's a stone also, not marble. Yeah, that's correct. And let me just ask, have you been to the Taj Mahal and the Pyramids of Giza? No, obviously not. But (laughs) (laughs) You just decided that you were going to say that you've never been to the Great Wall. (laughs) Well, that seems like, well, I guess the Taj Mahal people go to a lot. Yeah, and also people go to the Pyramids. That's true. I've been closer to the Pyramids. Okay, continue. All right, all right. Great Wall of China, not made out of marble. But let's go to the next one. The Pantheon. Gonna say no for that one. Incorrect, Shira. Buzzer sound. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, the Pantheon is made out of marble. What about the Leaning Tower of Pisa? No. No, that's correct. Good job. Good job. Thank you. This one's fun. Back to U.S. soil, the Washington Monument. Yes. Yes. She's correct. What are all monuments made out? Like, are all monuments made out of marble in the U.S.? You mean like, like not all, but the ones that look. I wonder how many monuments in the U.S. are made out of marble. Okay, shall we do a quick search? Let's do a quick search to the Googs. The Supreme Court building is as well. That's a good one. That's the only other one I found, but I don't know if that's if I didn't do such an intense search, you know? Yeah, I do, but you know what? I'm grateful to even know. I'm grateful to even know that RBG in all of her glory sits in a marble throne. 
That is what she deserves. Yes. Freaking love marble. God. Are you ready for the next one and the last one? I'm nervous. The Parthenon. I'll say yes for that one. So for this one, it's actually a trick question. It was a few more facts for this one. It was completed in 438 BCE, and the foundation was built on limestone, but the the columns and tiles were crafted from pentelic marble. So I tricked you. You did trick me. I tricked you. I Um, I guess I got like I would give you, I would give you a passing grade on that one. You did a great job. It felt like earth science again. Did you take that in eighth grade? Sixth grade. Oh, you were more advanced than I was. It's actually the class that I realized that I needed glasses. So I don't remember anything from that class except for that I had a a teacher who was like very strict and I guess he would be talking and I would want to seem interested. So I would shake my head like in agreement. And then one time he yelled at me for doing that. (laughs) And that's the only thing I remember from that class. Wow. Nothing else. And I remember taking the Regents exam, but that's it. Yeah, it didn't stick with me, I guess, the the actual course material. That was a great game, Shira. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of games in the future. We'll try to come up with games for every single one of our countertop episodes. But let's get back to marble countertops specifically. As we know, they're super popular in the U.S. But this one website that I found, Maison de Pax, has an article called, Should You Use Marble in the Kitchen? And here are some important cons that I found. So number one, the person who was considering getting marble in her kitchen said that, you know, one of the one of the reasons she didn't want to is because it's a very porous material and therefore it can stain. Um, It's also very soft. So it can scratch, it can chip, it can, things can get etched in it. And then the third con was that it's expensive. It's more expensive than wood, laminate or tile. Honestly, the first two cons really resonate with me. I would not want to deal with that. If I was like designing my own kitchen, it would be like, I would be so nervous to spill things. And then like, if you, you know, when you're writing a list on the counter, like that's happened on my parents, they have a wood kitchen table and we like have like things etched into it by accident. That's kind of good for, that's kind of good for history reasons for your family. Yeah. I don't know if we need every shopping list like etched (laughs) into our our kitchen table. Like there, it all, it has like cracks in the table on purpose. It's supposed to look like old and rustic. And there is probably food from 15 years ago. It's it's bad. It's really hard to clean. It's It's beautiful, but it's nasty. (laughs) Okay. But what are the pros? What are the pros for having a marble kitchen? And by by the way, let me just say, learning this, you know, I never thought I would learn this much about countertops. I never thought I'd do this much of a deep dive. If it were me and I were designing my own kitchen, from the looks of it right now, I would want to go with what would make the most sense in the long term. And right now, while marble is beautiful, I don't know that I would go with it. But that's now. But that's now. We haven't gotten to the pros yet. Okay. All right. From the same article, this author says... She chose marble over quartz for two main reasons. One is the look and one is the price. Uh, She says it's beautiful, it's warm, and the character of the natural stone gets her every time. Um, That's fair. I I don't think it would work for me, but I'm so happy she found the right counter for her. I feel like now would be a good time for us to describe the look of countertops because this is obviously an auditory medium. So let me pull up marble countertop images. So most people know this, but I'll just describe it comes in a variety of different colors. But I'm looking right now at a grayish slash white with veins of 
similar colors running throughout. Um, It's got a few flecks sometimes of what looks to be sort of sparkles, but not quite sparkles. Uh, It's very smooth. It looks extremely clean. And it's a slab probably about six inches thick. Shira, anything to add to that? No, I think you described it beautifully. Ooh, now I'm seeing a much darker one over here. Oh, because it's faux marble. Important Mm. to point out. We don't, we're, we're purists here. The natural stone has elegant veining. I like that as a verb, veining. And it has a sophisticated appearance, which I definitely agree with. I just don't know if I need my kitchen to be like so sophisticated looking. Yeah. I need it to be functional. Not that I'm designing a kitchen right now. I'm just, I'm really just thinking ahead now that I'm learning so much. Yeah. It's important to be planning for our futures. Um, What did the Home Depot say when you did a little research? Well, on Home Depot's website, it said that low impact and stain durability for marble and low resistance to heat. That's important. If you're a big cooker, if you're a big cooker and you're taking hot things out of the oven and placing them on your marble countertops, that might be something you want to consider. Yeah. So I, I would say when I started this episode, marble, when I started this, the idea for this podcast, I thought, marble was one of the first things that came to my head. I don't know why. I think it's just, it's very abundant. It's in a lot of people's kitchens. So I thought I definitely wanted to do an episode on this. And I'll say, even at the beginning of this episode, I was pumped to discover marble, to learn about the intricacies of it, the history of it, all that kind of stuff. I don't necessarily feel like at the end of this episode, like I need to have marble in my kitchen. How about you? I would agree with that statement. I've now also learned that my current kitchen countertop is definitely granite, not marble. I didn't know. (laughs) Wow. I'm so glad that you were able to come to that conclusion through this research. Yeah. Thank you. I've learned so much. Well, I think now we kind of teased this at the end of last episode, but we definitely want to share with our counties about our own countertops. So Shira, please tell me about your countertop. And if you'd like to relocate so that you can see it, Well, I have a picture right here. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) One moment, please. So mine, I know I sent you this picture. It's very, it's like the base color is sand, but then it has almost like waves of of black and white and dark brown running through it. That's how I would describe it. That's beautiful. What about you? I also sent you this picture. Just so everybody knows, we sent pictures to each other after our last episode because we felt like it was important that we knew what our countertops looked like. And um, what does mine look like? Mine is, I would call it black, a black background, maybe a dark blue, maybe a dark gray. I'm not really sure. I've never been that good with describing color. And then it looks like there's flecks of white and gray and kind of looks like a shiny, shiny flecks every once in a while. Um, And I I truly don't know if it's granite or if it's marble, but I think when we next week move on to our next, our next episode, we'll be able to tell, we'll learn more of the differences between marbles. And also I realized that I could just ask my landlord. I'm going to try to do this investigative style and not ask my landlord. Yeah. Use your own detective counter senses. If you check out our Twitter, you can see a picture of me sitting on my countertop and Shira, if you want to send me a picture of you on your countertop, I'll also post that in the same post and that could be a fun way for people to get to know us and we can interact with our counties on Twitter. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll post one tonight in my wig. Ooh, fun. Anything else? Did we talk enough about marble? Do you think? I, I don't think that's why people are tuning in. I think. <laughs> <you're great. laughs> 
All right. Um, well, we, we, we really want to say thank you for tuning into the show. We're glad that you came along for this ride as we uncovered some of the very important truths about marble countertops. And also we gave a little overview of countertops in general. We feel like we've learned a lot. Shira, do you feel like you? Oh, learned? yeah, definitely learned a lot. OK, good. So with this background, I feel like we're ready to move forward with our next countertop design. And what's that? Let's tell the people. Steel. Steel. I'm going to steal your heart with steel countertops. Yeah, that was good. That'll probably be the title of the next episode. Steal your heart. So yeah, steel, steel is next. So if you like what you heard this time around, make sure you tune in next week when we talk about steel. We hope you enjoyed some counter programming and that you're not too steeped in dread regarding coronavirus. And of course, that you're staying safe and healthy. Of course. You can find this podcast wherever you listen. That's on CastBox, Apple, Spotify, really anywhere. You can get in touch with us on Twitter to share your counter-programming stories. Most importantly, we want to know about your countertops. Send us pictures. Send us pictures, please. Ariel, where can they find you? I am on Twitter at Ariel this and that. That's A-R-I-E-L-L-E, this and that. Shira, what about you? They can find me on Twitter at ShishiMosk, S-H-I-S-H-I-M-O-S-K. We would love it if you left us a review on one of the places that you're listening to this podcast. Like we said, you can listen to this podcast pretty much anywhere. There's tons of different podcast apps. And most of those podcast apps have infrastructure in place that makes it so that you can let the podcast creators know what you think of their show. On Apple, obviously, you can leave a review. On CastBox, there is this great comment section where you can do that you can also slide into our dms on instagram or on twitter and then you can tell us really how you feel on instagram um i'm at ari this and that a-r-i this and that shira what about you on instagram i am at the exact same thing as my twitter shishi mosque s-h-i-s-h-i-m-o-s-k and we are thinking that we're going to make an instagram account for this podcast And so we'll announce that as soon as we have it. And so hopefully you'll find us there and slide into our DMs, send us pictures, the whole nine yards. And I think we have a few thank yous. So we hope you join us next time. A few shout outs before we end the show. Thank you so much to Kayo Slikta for designing our logo. You can find him on Instagram to see more of his designs at Kayo Slikta. That's C-A-I-O-S-L-I-K-T-A. Uh, We also want to thank Daniel Turek. He is the person behind making this episode so beautiful. He mixes, he masters, he engineers, he puts in all those fun sound effects. You can find him at robotslap.com. And Shira, since you found our amazing theme music, please tell us uh, where you found it and what's it called. Our theme music is by Jason Shaw and it's called Tennessee Hayride. We love it. We love it. (laughs) It fits perfectly with our vibe. We can't wait to see you back here next week. Um, And in the meantime, stay safe and healthy and wash your hands. Wash your hands and admire your countertops. (laughs) Bye, Arielle. Bye, Shira. Bye, counties. Bye, counties.